My name is Michael Evers. I'm the CEO of Wobot Health, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about a scalable path to precision health, something that uh, a lot of us in digital health have been trying to get to over the past decade or so, so some of these themes will sound familiar to you. Let, let's take a second and, and talk a little bit about what the problem is today that most of us in digital health are all too familiar with, and certainly in mental health. At any given day, there's about a billion individuals globally that are um, in need or in search of assistance with their mental health, whether it be anxiety, depression, or much more severe condition. And it's cre creating an annual global economic impact of about a trillion, a trillion dollars across the globe. As we've seen during the pandemic, it has certainly shined over the past two years a light on the mental health crisis, both in the US and Canada, but globally. But for anybody that's been in and around the space, they've known that mental health has been more of a global epidemic over the past decade and before. And the pandemic just shined a brighter light on it. A couple of good things that came out of the pandemic, if there, there were any good things, is it enabled and um, it caused um, health systems that are government managed and then private and payer systems around the world to start looking at technology in a more accelerated way than they had in the past and to really start implementing them rather than just talking about some of those technological solutions. And we saw that with telemedicine. When you look at telemedicine a few years back prior to the pandemic, it was really sparingly used and now it's commonplace across global health systems and in private systems. But what it also showed to us is that where it made access um, easier to get to for those that have care and that have providers, and it made it more convenient, it didn't really increase or fix the problem of improved outcomes or scale and really being able to treat these, these, billion, these billion individuals. If we take it back a little bit closer to home and we look at just the Canadian and the US populations and we say, even there on two advanced countries, that there's still 60 million people on any given day that are searching for support for mental health issues and challenges. And you think about if we combined in both countries all the licensed clinical psychologists, all the psychiatrists, all the licensed social workers, and you get a few hundred thousand of them, it's still the reality is there's just simply not enough people to address the need, which means people are going without the level of care they need or sometimes care at all. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what Wobot Health is doing to try and solve that problem. Um, the little guy you see on the screen is Wobot. I refer to him as a he, but he can be anything that you want him to be. And he's the creation of an intervention scientist, Dr. Allison Darcy, who's our founder and, and just a brilliant individual who I'm lucky enough to work with. She spent eight or nine years at Stanford as an intervention scientist. And in her last couple of years, um, she spent it working with Andrew Eng and his AI lab at Stanford and really trying to understand has AI, machine learning, NLP advanced to the point where you could recreate a true therapeutic conversation and could she take all that she had learned on the intervention scientist side of the house and combine those two and build an idealized therapeutic conversation? And um, what came out of her deliberations was in fact Wobot. And um, there he is today. A little bit, I'm gonna keep talking over this. What you're seeing there is a conversation between Wobot 
in one of our users, and you'll note that the user is having an issue with anxiety. And through a series of um, predetermined text fields, but also free text field where the user puts in, Wobot understands what the user's problem is, and it pulls from a set of already clinically validated CBT, IBT, and DBT tool sets that have been curated and proven in a clinical setting for years, and it deploys them in the moment um, when the user needs um, help the most. So imagine this process learning um, over time. Let's think about a little bit more practically about how is it being used in the real world today. Since Wobot launched three years ago, the app launched three years ago, he's completed 82 million minutes of uh, therapy with users. That's 1.4 million hours. It's the equivalent of a licensed clinical psychologist having to have practiced for 372 hours uh, before one, having trained themselves to that point, two, having had that many interactions uh, with an end user. So with that, Wobot's learning on every individual interaction and now across the uh, 1.3 million users that are engaging him every day. Let's talk about uh, the practicality of where the rubber meets the road and that's within healthcare and in our health systems. This is one example of the partners that we're working with. Um, and you can see some of the impacts. In the first six weeks, 24% reduction in uh, depression, 29% in anxiety. One of the more interesting things on here is that two-thirds feel better in their first interaction with Wobot. And these are patients that are working with clinicians today with, within the health system. And when you think about that first interaction, the average interaction with Wobot is between six and eight minutes. Let's talk about why we think he's effective and why the technology of relational agents is a little bit different. I refer to Wobot as a relational agent. So if you think about kind of the three tiers of a chat bot that many of us are familiar with in a consumer setting, a conversational agent being a little bit more sophisticated um, and a little bit more depth, and then a relational agent. And that being um, a, an agent that's able to establish a relationship or connection with the user that they're working with. And what you're seeing on the screen is the results of the largest study of its kind, about 36,000 of our users. And we put, what we deployed was a measure called the Working Alliance Inventory. And it measures three aspects of the therapeutic process, bond, task, and goal. The results here focus on bond. And uh, therapists have been deploying this since the 60s to measure, am I establishing an effective therapeutic relationship with this user. And what you see here is that Wobot is able to establish um, the bond or relationship with the user in the first three to five days. Some people may not be surprised by that. Studies have shown us that when it comes to something stigmatized, like a lot of mental health conditions, it, users may prefer speaking, not speaking to a human, um, to kind of avoid th those stigmas. The second really interesting um, piece about it is that the bond that is established is non-inferior to humans, meaning that the users rated the connection that they have with Wobot, the level of trust, equal to that of their therapist in a clinical setting. The third uh, finding that was very interesting out of that is that that bond that they establish maintains. And we deployed the measure again eight weeks later with those same users. And you can see there that it maintained 
on the same spectrum. So it starts to paint a picture of how technology can be not a replacement, but an extension for what we're doing in the care, in the care continuum. When you think about why AI, particularly in mental health, we have to think about the fact that AI doesn't judge. He's always available. Um, relational agents could be there 24-7, 365 days a year. 80% of our users, whether it be adolescents or whether it be postpartum moms or other conditions, talk to Wobot after 10 p.m. but before 5 a.m. So when we think about the things that telemedicine and the other parts of the care system have solved, solving for true access, true scale, and maintaining outcomes is something that's been elusive to us in digital health. And I think relational technologies and relational agents can play a part in bridging, in bridging that gap. And we're starting to, to show that out at the highest levels of care and, and evidence. So I would say to you when you think about the future, think about a place where a relational technology bridges the gap um, that digital health has not been able to fill when it comes to true therapeutic engagement, when it comes to uh, reaching a scale and truly being able to be used by millions of patients and individuals. Think about a world where it's an extension of care, where those therapists that we do have can reach those millions of people and begin to be part of that care cycle. Imagine a world where a relational agent um, improves the adherence to life-saving drugs and, and improves outcomes that way. Imagine a world as we become more focused where physical care and mental health care intersect and the impact that that has on our overall health, what a human technology could do. Lastly, I would say, actually what my founder, Ali, would say if she were here is, Technology today has the potential to remind us all how to be just a little bit more human. And with that, I want to thank you. I appreciate your time.